recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we have a gigantic episode. That's right, we're talking hockey, comic books, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, AJ Styles, and more. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great, man. Listen, it's been a couple weeks since you and I have been together. You were in Miami on vacation, and it looked like you guys had a great time and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but we, you said it right at the top. We have a jam packed episode this week. And uh, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, man, we got two special guests, not one, but two. First, Dominic Reggio is here with us. I'll pull him in. Dominic, how are you? I'm doing great guys. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on. And then second, Darren McCarty joins us as well. Darren, how are you? That's an honor and a pleasure to be here, Champ and Paul. Thank you for having us. Uh, big fan of the program. Yeah, I uh, I just wanted to say real quick, Kurt, before I turn it over to you, Dominic and I, we first met, what, maybe two years ago at WrestleCade? Yes. And you had an amazing stand set up full of comics and awesome posters and art that you have done. And what captured my attention as I walked by your booth was a photo that you did of Kurt Angle, our Olympic hero. And uh, I actually have that. I'm not going to pull it off my wall right now. But I said, I got to have that. And you and I started a discussion that's led to a lot of conversation since then. And uh, so this is really awesome to have you on and Darren as well. Uh, so again, welcome to the show. I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans who've been to WrestleCades, WrestleCons, and other things have probably seen you and are familiar with your work. So welcome, and we're just glad to have you guys both on this week. Thank you. Yeah, Pleasure. Go ahead, Kurt. Well, Darren, uh, you've been making the rounds in independent wrestling and recently for Impact. What brought you into the wrestling business? You know what? I've always been a fan, and I think that maybe uh, the characteristic, and you know, just looking back, is I wonder why I didn't get into it earlier. But really, um, obviously, having relationships and being a wrestling fan, you know, a fan of yours, and you know, always love the intensity of being a gold medal and, and real athlete, but also the comic side of wrestling. Like you always got it, Kirk, and and that's what I love about it. So just being around it. And having friends in the business and, you know, you're familiar with the roster TNA and stuff. And just uh, so when I was asked because it was in Windsor and stuff, and I do a lot of stuff on the independents. I represent the lovable psychopath Tommy Vendetta and uh, the process MM3, who we have the H2O uh, tag team belts, which is an East Coast promotion led by Matt Tremont, one of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers of all time. So we've been back and forth defending that. But I just love to be a part of it. But you brought it in, so they had the um, the SummerSlam thing over in, in my area of town, and I was asked to be a special guest referee. And, you know, what what can I say? I'm always willing to do whatever it is. I've always appreciated the art and the teamwork. I played a sport that we were supposed to beat the living crap out of each other and hate each other. <laughs> And now it's about hating each other and telling the story that we do. But at the end of the day, it's about seeing guys that literally beat the crap out of each other and give a big hug and go, hey, look <laughs> at the fans. We got them. The story was told. So that's what brought me in. It also gave me my, everybody says, what's your favorite moment of 2023? By far, I have a picture. I got to not only stun Bully Ray Dudley, but put him through a table. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people got that on their bucket list? So Not many. Not uh, many at all. Just from being a fan and uh, being around, I guess, being a, a former NHL guy, but uh, having love and respect for what you did and putting, you know, putting your body on the line, well-documented what it's done. So I just have that appreciation, and it's the passion that what you guys do. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate that, man. 
Yeah, no, man, it is so it's an honor to have you on Darren and what you've accomplished in your career and have you on, uh, on the show, Dominic, as the president of mess bucket comics, you, you focused on some sports based comics. That's why you and, and, and Darren are here today to talk a little bit about it. And, uh, in terms of Darren's and even you've done one on Rowdy Roddy Piper, what right. got you into this genre? Can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so I started off with a comic book that I just did for fun. I wasn't sure if it was going to work. A comic book that was based on my junior hockey story. It's called Donnie Brook, right here. And uh, you know, I just I used my own money to make this thing, and I wanted to tell some uh, stories that resembled something from Slapshot or Goon or those comedic movies. It's a comedy, and this is the one that took off. People love this thing, and Darren got a hold of it. He liked it. So he is a part of book two. Now his team is the Burnaby Blazers, his green and white team, Stone Lumberjacks from Western Canada. They're so not they Stone have- Lumberjacks. They're pot-smoking, you know, cannabinoids, their endocannabinoid systems are full because they know about the alternative. And plus, <laughs> they're huge. And okay. their is based off all the former tough guys I played against. Yes, uh, what he said. So, <laughs> so he's the owner of the team, the owner in the fictional comic book. Roddy Piper owns a team, and uh, Brian O'Halloran from the movie Clerks. So that's when I dipped my toes into the sports comics thing, which a lot of people weren't doing, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work. You know, the, you have the nerds at the comic cons, and you have jocks. And I didn't know if there was going to be a carryover, but it, it worked out well. And like you said. Um, led me to the Rowdy Piper comic book. This is the first in a shared universe. So Rowdy is a talk show host by day, vigilante by night. He has weapons. His weapons are uh, the They Live glasses and coconuts and all the Piper madness that you'd expect. And we worked with uh, Piper Estate for this, as well as Pro Wrestling Tees. And 2024, uh, we're going to come out with the second book, which is um, British Bulldog UK Defender. Nice. So uh, he's going to be an MI, he's going to be a wrestler by day and MI and secret MI six agent. So that's uh, where the, where the shared universe came from. And you got pro wrestling, we've got hockey. And when I first met with Darren, I said, Hey, uh, you know, thanks for being part of Donnie Brook. I've got an even bigger idea for you. And that's when I pitched to him this uh, comic book on his life story. It's a thick one, 180 pages. It covers all the Stanley Cups, all the fights, all the uh, falling down and getting back up. He has a, uh, an incredible life story that uh, really hasn't been matched. I don't know anyone who is a, a Stanley Cup winning NHL player, uh, a stand-up comedian. He's a pro wrestler. Um, he was the lead singer in a band. I mean, this is this is a, a multi-talented person. And I don't know if there's anyone in human history that has done those four things. I don't and, think so, man. That's multi-talented, yeah. yeah. Right, well, so that's, think, that's where we got to today. I think the one thing, too, um, is I wrote a book back in 2013, and Kurt, our lives parallel a lot of the ups and downs and the struggles and just being able to be survivors and stuff. But I wrote a book, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar, 10 years ago. And um, it, if you've, you've done books and stuff, it takes a long time to do it. The whole thing is I'd read the Watchmen graphic novel and was into the Sin Cities and graphic novels and that's when dom came around i was always like that'd be cool i'd love to have that one day so when he approached this this has been a project that dom's been dom's been working on so i gave him the material but it was him that put all the artists together and you know the billy tucci who's a a new york islanders fan that that we gotta hold that against him but he's a you know world-renowned artist and at the collaboration that dom put behind this you know he started it before covid and now it's coming to fruition so you know to be the subject matter and to to lay my life out there about you know the stories out there it's just really unique for me to see somebody else's perspective of it it's like getting different people to direct a movie of your life well you guys have a big kickstarter going on currently don't you yes uh you head over to mccartycomic.com you'll be forward to our kickstarter we're about 60 percent funded right now and we got 11 days left there's some really cool rewards on there there's uh you can have dinner with mac uh we have a uh, opportunity for a fan to have i think we've sold one of them already to, uh, nice. sit down with uh 
with DMAC for an hour. We've got signed original artwork from the book, one of ones. We have, uh, you can do a Skype with Mac. You can get the comic book cheaper now during the Kickstarter than you would when you buy it later and also get three signatures from Darren McCarty, myself, Dominic, the writer, and John Marikin, the artist. So there's some really cool stuff on there, some unique items. I mean, Kickstarter is full of incredible projects. I don't know uh, any projects on there that have had hockey jerseys, hockey pucks, and uh, the things that we're offering. So I'm really excited about it, and and I'm hoping uh, your listeners will be interested in it because there's a lot of wrestling stories in there. Darren was actually on Monday Night Raw at Joe Louis Arena in the late '90s. He threw, he threw a stick to D'Lo, or was it, or was it Hardcore Holly? But I had it. I took a stick <laughs> away from Bob Holly, who was trying to hit the hometown hero D'Lo Brown with it, and I ended up cracking it over Bob Holly. So He's, he got in trouble uh, in junior hockey. Uh, They're about to start practice, and they were in the locker room watching the end of the Ricky uh, Rick Flair Ricky Steamboat match. And he's like, it's almost done. Right, let's just watch it. And then the coach came in through the TV against the wall. You're watching wrestling. You should be out there. There's a Ric Flair story at the ESPY Awards, I believe. Um, X-Pac uh, interactions with him. Uh, Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, appear in the book. There's a, there's a lot of re- really cool wrestling crossover in the book as well. And for your music fans, I got great uh, OzFest story from uh, 2006. <laughs> Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, that with the buddy, my buddy Zach Wild. So, shout so out and that's all. Man. That's all in, in the in the comic. It's it's all yeah. there. And uh, and we'll, before we, we you get out of here, we'll have you share the website again one more time, Dominic. But I, I want to also state you also did the Kurt Angle hockey jersey that was available right. on Pro Wrestling Tees for a short time too. So yes. this isn't your first time being introduced to the Kurt Angle audience. But could you guys imagine? A Kurt Angle comic book. That's that would be fun too. What do you think, Dominic? Absolutely, I, I, I'm all in. I, I think, I think uh, Kurt would fit into this uh, shared universe. Maybe I don't know. We would give this some thought. I, I think that uh, he could bring he could bring some milk to the situation to tell about the boys. Uh, I, I think it would be a good fit. What do you think, Kurt? I think so too, Kurt, Kurt I think Angle uh, would be like FDA, or or maybe like you know had to check on on the cows and all the milk in, in the <laughs> land. That was his day job. And fight crime. He'd by be night. farmer by day, superhero <laughs> by night. He'd be a milk milk farmer. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that. I think that's a perfect fit. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> it sounds good, man. I, I'm really interested though. Okay, I love and, it. And, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Why don't you plug your Kickstarter one more time? Yeah, I I want to thank Paul and Kurt for having Darren and I on the show and and helping us promote the Darren McCarty comic book at McCartyComic.com. And for the the listeners and and viewers that don't know, uh, Kurt was kind enough to record a video to help us promote it where he said, uh, and I'm I'm going to loosely quote this, that the Penguins are going to beat the Red Wings asses. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, uh, I, I went and looked, and uh, the Red Wings and Penguins have played each other three times this year. And uh, by my calculation, carry the one. The Red Wings have won all three, Kurt. All three. I know. Penguins are having a down year. That's all right. That's all right. There's only two we, we don't really have teams to write home about right now, Kurt. Oh, so yeah. when, we, when we do, we'll definitely have to have a friendly wager. Yeah. Oh, but, definitely. Yes. <laughs> but thank but yeah, you. thanks again for the video. And thanks again, Paul and Kurt, for having us on. Uh, continued success in what you all do. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Darren. Dominic, I have a feeling we might be seeing you again down the road once we get the Kurt stuff going, too. So thank you both. Really appreciate it. Nothing but success, Darren, on on your new graphic novel. It looks great. And Dominic, thank you for all that you're doing. Appreciate you both being here with us this week. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, Kurt. Uh, man, that's some some exciting stuff there. And uh, really glad to have both Dominic and and, and Darren on. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, like we did with Vinny Pacifico, remember him on a few months ago and really just helping kickstart 
Speaking of Kickstarter, kickstart him and and get him going. I've touched base with Vinny, by the way. He's doing good. And yeah, he I actually see him putting that energy drink all the time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He's about ready to take on Charlie Haas, by the way. So I heard a lot of fun yeah, there. Good. It's gonna be a good yeah. match. But uh, on behalf of these guys, Dominic and Darren, de definitely uh, want to go out of your way to support them. And guys, I'm telling you that Dominic is the gentleman that did the Kurt Angle jersey. He does the uh, Kurt Angle prints. And be on the lookout because uh, we're going to bring those synergies back for some comic stuff. But he's one talented sob, yeah, he is. He's a talented, talented guy. Let's uh, let's dig into our to our topic. Uh, how's that sound, Kurt? Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right, let's do it because we're here to talk about Hulk Hogan entering the Impact Zone, brother. And uh, so let's start from the beginning, as we should. When did when did uh, Dixie Carter Kurt tell you that she was thinking about bringing in not just Hulk Hogan but Eric Bischoff as well? She told me right when she talked to them, right right when they showed interest. She came to me and said, "Hey, what do you think?" I said, "That's a great idea." I mean, it's honestly, I <clears throat> I like Hulk Hogan. I like Eric Bischoff. I think they are good for the business, and I knew they could help us out definitely. More eyes on the product, right? With Hogan. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, this is uh, in, in, in 2010. TNA makes the official announcement December 5th that they're making the move from a special Monday night show uh, that it was going to be three hours. Was that something, too, that you were excited about? What would you think, man? This is a big move, Monday night wrestling for TNA. You know what? I, I was excited about it, to be honest with you. I was really excited because I wanted to compete with WWE. But we learned very quickly that you cannot compete with WWE if you don't have the money available. TNA had money, but they didn't have the money that WWE had. So it was really hard to, um, uh, to compete against WWE. And I'll give you an example. Hogan and Bischoff wanted us to rent bigger venues. So we had to pay for those up front. And those bigger venues, they were for house shows, not even TV. Some of them were TV. Some of them were house shows. But um, uh, they wanted they wanted to rent these out, and, and it's a lot more expensive. So now we're booking all these shows all over the country, and we have to put up the deposit. It's it's a good bit of money. So um, I just think that we did everything really too quickly. I think yeah. maybe we start with the Monday night thing, uh, let that build up a little bit, and then go you know uh, try to expand with your um, TVs, bigger arenas. But we did it all really quickly, and it was just too much. It's like, let's see how, you know, let's make sure that the growth is going to be there, whether it's ad, ad growth, we're going to Monday night. Let's see how the revenue is going to turn out from there first before we start saying, hey, let's just run all these buildings too while we're at it at the same time. Right, right. You know what? We did get 2.19 million viewers uh, that first Monday. I mean, it, it was it was our best rating ever. And uh, we were consistently doing about 2 million a week at that particular time. So I'd say that was the highest peak in our in our company uh, the history. Um, yeah. I think that we had the highest ratings at that particular time. And I think that's the only time that we could probably take a chance and try to go up against WWE, but, uh, it didn't, didn't work out. And, and I told Dixie, listen, you know, back off, back away. It's, it, it, you don't have to be number one. It's okay to be number two, especially where we were in this, you know, we had Hulk Hogan, we had Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, Ken Anderson. I mean, we, I could learn the, 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 um, the, what do you call it? The, um, the roster was the loaded. The roster was loaded. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, there was no reason that we couldn't, uh, continue to work and try to build the company. And by the way, that announcement, December 5th, 09, uh, talking about what's going to happen in 2010, Kurt, I got to mention it while you just said his name, Samoa Joe. Brand new AEW World Heavyweight I know, Champion. Man. Congrats! You know what? Uh, uh, he didn't get in WWE, but he got in AEW, and I, I'm really proud of him because that guy is so talented. He is the one of the greatest big men I've ever wrestled in my life. He is, and on the mic, he, you know what he brings? He brings that that reality that oh. that yeah, you know, legitimacy. You know, I, I'll never forget. He did a speech for me when I got inducted in the Hall yes. of Fame in TNA. So articulate. I mean, the guy, the guy was just so good with words and, and how he expresses himself. He, you know, he's, he's one of the best promo guys in the business right now. 
he could, Hey, maybe one day he'll have a very successful podcast the way that he can speak. <laughs> It'll be the, better in mind. No, no, stop. No, you're good. You're entertaining us out. Yeah. So I do want to say, I do want to ask you this, Kurt, while we're talking about this big change and that is, man, listen, no doubt about it. You're the biggest star in the company. You just are Kurt. Okay. You're on everybody's at least who they have it together. Mount Rushmore of TNA. And at this point, you know, biggest acquisition, uh, we were all flabbergasted just when you signed with DNA, huge news, biggest star. How much did Hulk and Eric consult with you when they came uh, in? They, they consulted with me. Okay. Um, they, they were pretty cool at the beginning. I wouldn't say, um, uh, for a very long time because they kind of started forgetting about me. Um, I know that the idea was to start making the younger talent. And I think they might've done that a little bit too quickly. And uh, there was one point where I wasn't on TV for like three weeks. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, why is the top guy in the company not going to be on the show? It just didn't make any sense. And I went to Dixie. I said, what's going on? I said, listen, I'm not complaining, uh, but you know, your biggest star is sitting on the bench uh, for yeah. the last few weeks. And uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, if you want me to make people have me go out there and make people. So, uh, you know, I just, uh, for some reason, they just kind of left me behind, and I'm not sure why. But when Dixie talked to them, they started bringing me back into the mix. So it sounds like you were in regular contact with Dixie. That never stopped or ceased. No, it the never entire stopped. Time. Or Vince Russo. I was okay. always in contact with Vince. I had a great relationship with Dixie and Vince Russo. I love those guys dearly, and uh, I got along with them very well. Recently, Giovanna hit me up about going to the Aerosmith concert in Pittsburgh. I absolutely love the concert. You know that. And I want to tell you, Paul, that we bought our tickets using the GameTime app. When I launched the app, I had no idea the number of concerts, games, and events they had available. They had every event you can imagine in the Pittsburgh area. And even better, the prices blew me away. I was able to get us great seats for the concert. And what was cool was their cancellation policy. I've not seen anything like it. So consumer friendly. Apparently, they also have a job loss protection feature as well. Thanks to Game Time, we had an absolute blast while listening to all the classics from Sweet Emotion to Loving an Elevator. I was rocking out with my gold medals on, and now they are my favorite app of choice when it comes to buying tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code ANGLE for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code ANGLE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's true. It's damn true. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Do you remember what Vince might have been? Vince Russo was saying to you uh, as far as, hey, Bischoff and Hogan are coming in because, man, he's not always had the best working relationship. With no, no. You know, what? surprisingly, he didn't say anything to me, um, but I, I'm sure that he uh, he had his guard up the whole time. Oh, yeah. Definite history there. Hey, let's talk about another change that was going on around the time, and that was the change from the six-sided ring to the four-sided ring. Did you think that was a good idea? No, TNA is identified by having a six-sided ring. That's what makes a company different. And when they took that away, it, it just made it another wrestling company. You know, having those six sides, even though it's that not that much different, it makes a big difference when you're talking about, you know, you're promoting a match and you're talking about the six sides of steel or or the, you know, the six sides in the ring and, and not four sides. You, it just, TNA had this um, reputation of, of being a wrestling show and having the six sides made it different. And I thought that they should have continued to have that. Well, it, it wasn't an octagon, obviously eight sided, but it gave it that feel, right? That it did. It gave you that real fight feel, uh, like MMA feel. Yes, definitely. 
So obviously, I'm sure you had a little hesitation in the switch, but you were a company guy, so you're going to go with what they said. There wasn't really any conversation with you about it, was there? You you were just told. No, no, I was just told, and I, you know, I said okay, but I I don't agree with it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're working a program at the time with Desmond Wolf, who many of our listeners now know as Nigel McGinnis. He's an AEW commentator. How much did you enjoy working with uh, with Desmond or Nigel, as we know him? I, I love working with him. He was so good technically. Uh, actually, too good. Uh, he was such a great chain wrestler. What he forgot is, is psycho- some psychology. Like I'll give you an example. He was a heel. I was wrestling him as a babyface. And he would be chain wrestling me. We would go back and forth and he would put me in something and put a lock on it. So I couldn't reverse it. And I'm like, what are you doing Desmond? I'm, I'm the baby face. I'm supposed to out wrestle you. You have to give me an opening. And he, he wasn't quite understanding it, but after a while he started picking it up and he was like, Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, I'm the one that needs to be out wrestled. I'm the one that you need to be the better technician. Cause you're the baby face. I said, exactly. So he finally got it, and we had some great matches, especially our cage match. We had a really, really good match. Uh, I really enjoyed wrestling Desmond. I think we went three three straight pay-per-views, I believe. And now he's turned in. He's parlayed that due to injury into an awesome career on the mic again. And he's great at it, too. Yeah. He is really good, yes. Yeah, he's entertaining, and he has quips. He's very fast, quick-witted, You know, similar to what Taz has been able to accomplish due to injury. Uh, two guys now, both obviously with AEW, uh, but it's really good to see there. So uh, I was curious to that. That's that's good to hear. So listen, on the night that uh, TNA challenged WWE to that new Monday Night War that you were just talking about, which you're thinking, what the hell are we doing? Uh, it's just not Hogan and Bischoff debuting with the company. Oh, no. We got Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and Sean Waltman and Jeff Hardy all coming out. Ric Flair, he debuted in your match with AJ Styles. They're pulling them all out. All all the stars are coming out. Your match with AJ is the highlight of the show, though, Kurt. How important for you was it to be in the main event against AJ, challenging him for that world title? And you're going head-to-head against WWE here. Well, they picked the right match. If you're going to have a match and you want the best possible match, you put AJ Styles and Kurt Angle in the ring and let them go. Um, I I always love working with AJ. It was so easy to work with him. We had such great chemistry. And um, AJ was was one of those guys that never had a bad match. I don't even think he had a good match. I think all of his matches have been spectacular. That's how good the kid is. So I I, I knew that this this was the right match, the right match. Right match for the right moment. The right match, the right moment, moment in the main event, going head to head against WWE. You couldn't get any better uh, as far as talent. Two it's guys. The best in the we could give. It was the best. And guess what, buddy? This is TNA, and you know what TNA allows us to do? They allow us to share their damn video. <laughs> yes. So we have the video. We're all going to be able to watch it unfiltered. Right here, especially if you're a follower on YouTube. And Kurt, as I talk right now, I believe we are about to cross. We were at like 69,500. We're about to cross that 70,000 subscriber. We're going to celebrate that as we continue to grow this year because it's going to happen. But I have the match, so we're going to tune in and check it out and uh and go from there I, I will announce too i don't know if i said this on the last show guys outside of the tna shows uh there won't be uh really any video uh because there has been uh word handed down across a lot of our podcasts on podcast heat that they would not like us to air video from your wwe days and and all the other wrestlers and shows that do these types of things. So I just want to be upfront about it and tell you that, and it is what it is. We'll continue to put out some great content, but as far as the clips and all the talking, and I think many of you are happy about that because you like to hear Kurt Angle's beautiful voice more (laughs) through the show. But TNA, we have a great relationship with in terms of that. So we are going to go ahead and turn it on, and Kurt, you and I will talk a little bit about it. I want to remind you guys, you can check out his great moments in Impact excuse me, TNA, as they are now rebranded. And it's tnawrestling.com forward slash packages and use code Kurt. Kurt, let's check it out. Here we go. It is you and AJ, the main event. It's from January 4th, 2010. But he was able to just lift his left shoulder to avoid the pin. Styles and angle and 
Kurt overpowers him, takes him over, and, and then AJ rolls through into a well, pin attempt, but yep. Kurt immediately goes for the ankle. Well, Kurt rolled on AJ's ankle, now has the ankle lock! This might be it! Will AJ tap? Will we have a new TNA World Heavyweight Champion in Kurt Angle? Submission holds applied, AJ with momentum rolls through, but Kurt stops it! I think Kurt was going to try and go for a leg bar, AJ was able to kick off of it, Oh, watch out, watch out! Oh my God, Styles Good missed Lord. the clothesline, but Kurt was right there, hooked him up, Ooh. suplexed him overhead. Here it is, here's a pin, here's two! Oh, I'll tell you, I don't know how much of AJ's head, back of his skull, and face hit the mat on that explosive release German suplex. If I point it out, you will find wrestling like this anywhere else right now on TV. Anywhere. Oh, I just want to make sure I pointed that out. What an incredible, what a historic night. This has been on Spike TV, and the three-hour live special continues. Styles shot off into the corner, able to get the elbow up when Kurt came right at him. Spring back. Oh, my God. Inverted DDT. Oh, that's got to go. be it. He's Chip got on top. Oh. Good God. Talk Did about you... ring awareness. How about Angle reaching back and not only getting the shoulder up, but at the same time stopping the count of the referee. Did you see how flawless, how smooth AJ was? That moonsault landing on his feet, inverted DDT. AJ Styles, his moniker is phenomenal. He lives up to that every time this guy wrestles. And now, now here comes Hoof Kurt was able to cut, cut AJ off right there, whatever AJ had in mind. AJ, unlike Kurt, is at home on the ropes. But right now, Kurt Angle, he might wear out AJ here. AJ don't look too good up there. Now, Kurt's going for the superplex. Look at these shots to the ribs. This is a dangerous situation, my grave situation. Massive angle slam. Here goes Kurt, the champ. Oh! God almighty, how close was that? What an incredible TNA World Heavyweight Championship matchup we are witnessing on this historic night. We're live from Orlando, Florida, as Kurt Angle and AJ Styles battle for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. There it is. Angle goes back to what he knows best. Submission hold applied. He's got good ring positioning here. AJ yeah. fighting to get to the ropes. Kurt trying to come. Oh. The momentum. AJ's mom momentum shift pulled Kurt into the turnbuckle head first. Followed up by a beautiful enziguri to the side of Kurt's head. Maybe going for the Styles Clash again. It's what it is. Oh, caught him. Caught him good. Rolls him over. Angle shoulders down. Think he's got him. Oh. Man. What a match we are witnessing here. Kurt, I'm going to just mute this. What are you thinking about as you watch this and where you're at? 2010 wrestling you and aj how he looks in the ring just working with him at this point what's going through your mind as you watch this just watching how our transitions are so smooth and how good aj was i just really loved working with the guy um he had so much talent he, he was smart he was athletic um he had everything it takes to be a successful pro wrestler not just successful but to be one of the absolute best and i i, I every time i got in the ring with him i absolutely enjoyed it and here comes Ric Flair. <laughs> here he comes. Ruin the match. Ruin the night. Yeah, let, let's listen because I think they're going to make a big deal, obviously, about this. Well, earlier we saw the shocking arrival of Flair, and he ended up walking in AJ's, uh, AJ's locker room. Overzealous was Kurt. AJ moves. Boom! Nice back throw by the champion. Kurt, I thought you were going to say you almost, you also can't believe how much bigger AJ Styles is now than what he used to be back then. Too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey guys, just real quick while we're watching this real quick reminder again, TNA wrestling.com forward slash packages, sign up using code Kurt. I'm really excited. They're going back to the TNA brand, man. I, I am. Yeah, uh, I think too. I, I don't know why yeah. they went away from it. Yeah, it's just uh, uniform, and uh, they're really uh, going to be bringing on some great events. I, I saw uh, already some some big time card that they're putting together for this month, 
and uh, Alex Hammerston. It's just going to be good stuff. So here we go. Let's uh, continue to listen on to the match. Here. Work out that way. Now, Kurt, oh, there goes the ankle lock again. Can Kurt get the win here and leave here? Tina Kim, free leg of the champion, able to kick off. It's an angle right back on AJ, able to roll through. Could he hit the clash again? The physical brutality both these men are going through. Who's going to leave here to TNA World Heavyweight Champion? Who? Able to roll the body of Kurt Angle over. Oh, wait. The prone body with Angle down. Uh-oh. AJ out. AJ from the apron. Kurt's in trouble. Kurt's in trouble. Shot of springboard right into the splash. That's it. Here it is. Done. There it is, Kurt. You know what I like? I like a clean finish on, on the car too. It's kind of nice, huh? Every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, and it was so we we've joked around about uh, TNA and how they used to book and all the gimmicky. Oh, finishes. hey, hey, I I had to argue to have a clean finish there. Oh, uh, they still wanted the dirty finish. It just I, I just told them, listen, AJ can go over me straight up. I don't have a problem with that. If you all want right. to push AJ as the upcoming star of the company, let him go over clean. That's it. Not only that, your biggest show probably ever on TV because you're going against the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not do gimmicky stuff. Let, let, let's do something where we have a clean. So uh, I'll read you what Dave Meltzer had to say. Styles pinned angle with a springboard shooting star press in 2205 to keep the title. The match was fast paced with them trading big moves, near falls and tease submissions. It was very good. Although not as good as their match a few months back that started the program. He can't help himself, can he? <laughs> Tomko wearing a mask as the mystery assailant attacked Styles early. We didn't see that part. That was earlier on. But Angle made the save for Styles, uh, and the match kept going. The match was hurt by having Flair come out, taking the crowd's attention from the ring, as well as diverting the TV audience from caring about the match. There were also commercial breaks, which hurt it. And the late break coming as they were trading near falls, was possibly the worst time commercial break in big match in years. So what do you think here? Were you pissed about Ric Flair walking out during the match? What do you think as you kind of hear this from Dave? What are your thoughts? Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I don't think Rick should have came out, but I think that that was the, they wanted to plant a seed for the pay-per-view. Yeah. So that Rick came, comes out during our match. Why is he there? And then when he comes out during the pay-per-view, you, you understand why he's there. And he it was because he wanted to cheat for AJ. And I think the reason why he didn't cheat during that Monday night match is because AJ had it under control. So I, I, I do get what you're saying, but I also think that um, having Rick out there was okay. I, it was I, part of the story. Yeah, and it had to be because of where we were heading. So I, other than that, I, I didn't have any problems with it. And plus, like you said, it was still a clean victory all in all in the end, too. It wasn't any well, kind of It was crazy. a clean victory, and that, that doesn't happen very often in TNA, but we, we made sure it was clean. You mentioned it earlier, Kurt. This episode, 2.19 million viewers watched that episode of Impact, the most ever, despite it going against Raw. But in typical TNA fashion, they messed it all up. They replayed the Monday night show again in that usual Thursday spot and went 10 days in between shows. And all that momentum, buddy, it was gone. Was that a miss or what? It, it was a miss. Uh, I'm not sure why they weighed the 10 days. Uh, that didn't make any sense, but I think we weren't sure what we wanted to do, uh, whether we wanted to continue on Monday nights or go back to Thursday. So we were in a predicament where we had to put our heads together for a while and try to think of something, come up with something. NMLS number 32416, Equal Housing Lender. Did you put Christmas on a credit card? Don't stress out about that extra holiday spending. SaveWithConrad.com can help you consolidate all of your high interest rate credit cards into one much lower monthly payment. SaveWithConrad.com has helped families just like yours save up to $800 a month. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And did I mention no payments until March? So don't make saving money a resolution next year. Make it happen today at SaveWithConrad.com.
it, it almost would have been better just either staying on Mondays instead of just, instead of saying, let's do a trial run, you know? No, definitely. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to commit, commit fully and go, go right. for it and see what pans out, at least go for two months. Yeah, I'm with you. The Genesis pay-per-view, by the way, it's on the 17th in Orlando. And now would only have one TV after that Monday episode to build for. And it's decided to have you challenge AJ in a rematch. And if you don't win, you won't get a total match, Kurt, in all of 2010. <laughs> see what you said earlier about they didn't use me was yeah. this like vince or hulk or eric like who's putting this together it, it's no eric and hulk yeah <laughs> they were gonna make sure i didn't have a title run <laughs> yeah i mean come on now like when you heard that stipulation and we know what happens here uh what were you thinking oh uh, i knew i wasn't gonna have a title shot again you so, can just uh, say you know I, 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 you know they told me what they wanted to do okay I totally understood, but like I said, it was too early to put Kurt Angle under. You know, you, yeah, you, to not use you for your my, rub, rub. I'm in my right. peak of my career at this point in time. You know, I didn't hit my peak till I was like 39, 40 years old. I mean, that's when I was wrestling my best. Yeah, that's okay. right, right, right around this time. Yeah. Listen, that stipulation changes, by the way, to you not being able to challenge AJ while champion. Uh, so. Who came was that creative situation with the transition though rough to begin with? Well, did they you mean because they changed it up? Yeah, yeah. I you know what I think they thought they they knew they messed up and they decided yeah. you know what we're gonna have to change this. Yeah. It just seems like, you know, why in the world would you start there with a creative to say we're gonna ban him from having a world title shot in 2010 it just blows my mind as a fan and as well, a star level that you are that that would be the first thing they think of well i think it's because they wanted fans to think i was gonna win because mm. there's no way kurt angle is not gonna have a title shot in a whole year and i yeah. think that that was the whole reason hey let's trick the fans just for a little while you know and uh, i i don't know any other reason to be honest with you yeah I mean, we're just, we're just, we're just watching wrestling here and trying to figure things out. Hey, we have that match. We're going to Genesis in our final All clip right. of the week. It's 2010. It's Kurt versus AJ. And, uh, we don't have the entire match cause that's almost 30 minutes, but we do have a good chunk of it. And so we will be talking through this match. Uh, so let's go ahead and load it in, um, so that our folks can start watching it with us. Lutus, look at this, full Lutus. speed, just rushes right in, sets him up, gonna go for the clash. He's gonna get that Styles pitch and it's gonna be over. Oh, instead, Kurt's got an answer as Kurt turns wow. the Styles clash into an ankle lock. That's awesome. a thing of beauty. Awesome. So I'm going to mute it here, uh, Kurt, as we watch it together. I'm going to read Dave Meltzer uh, and then answer, ask some questions for you. AJ Styles pinned Kurt Angle after a belt shot in 28 minutes, 48, 46 seconds to retain the TNA title. Their usual top-notch match and pretty much saved the entire show. This was slower than the previous two matches because it went longer. Both worked as baby faces until the finish. Styles did his perfectly timed drop kick spot. An angle doing a German suplex were the highlights of the first half. Ric Flair comes out at the 14-minute mark. Then they started pulling out all their usual spots as well as each other's. While Angle using a Styles Clash for a near fall and Styles using an Olympic Slam. Angle did three German suplexes. He tried an Olympic Slam, but Styles countered with an arm drag. And Angle did another German suplex, flipping Styles head over heels. Angle did the belly-to-belly -belly off the top rope for a near fall. So we'll pause right there. Was AJ excited that you can recall Kurt about turning heel? Um, yeah, I think AJ was. AJ was mainly a baby face. Yeah. And, um, when he was a heel, he was really good. Um, I remember because AJ wasn't just a good heel. He didn't just get heat. He was a funny heel too. Remembering he was Prince AJ and all yes. that stuff. Hilarious. So he was great as a heel. And I, we were at this point in time where, um, AJ was a babyface for so long. It was time for him to change. And, and he was, so he was happy about it and ready for the change. And, and don't forget, I was a babyface, So it was better that AJ turned heel. Yeah. Do you, uh, when Ric Flair comes in, do you think, Hey, at some point I could be wrestling Ric Flair here in TNA? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly what I thought. I thought that was my next program was with Rick. 
<laughs> well, hey, give you something to do since you're not going to be wrestling for the world title. No shit. Yeah. Hey, you know, if it's going to be with anybody, it'll be with the greatest of all time, Ric Flair. Yeah. And I don't think you would have minded that at all. Better than no, sitting at home for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think about the uh, recent emergence of Flair being back on AEW? He's got his whole listen, his energy drink deal. Yeah. They're they're, they're paying Rick AEW. Flair, Rick, Rick Flair equals money. That's it. Yeah. It's that simple, man. It doesn't matter uh, how old he is. Besides Rick Flair, uh, uh, you know that they're, they're in. They're they're definitely doing the right thing because Rick Rick is valuable. I feel like Kurt Angle needs an energy drink soon, man. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Everybody's got an energy drink. We need we need something with Kurt Angle's picture on it. <laughs> it has to do something with, something to do with milk though yeah but it's got to be like with this picture on it the meme sheet <laughs> the meme face with your energy drink you want to have a constant face that looks like this drink my energy drink uh we go on with Meltzer. sorry guys styles come i'm a little wound up styles came off the ropes and did a hurricane rana but missed the springboard 450 angle used the olympic slam for in your fall Angle then missed a moonsault because Angle, that's what that's just what you did. You missed moonsault. Styles came off the top rope with a missile drop kick, but Angle caught him as he came off into a Styles clash for a near fall. Uh, that was quite the cool looking spot, though, according to Meltzer. Look at this. You just did the uh, was that the belly to belly off the I, angle slam. Angle slam there off the off the notes, and uh, Angle missed a charge into the corner, and his shoulder went into the post. Styles used the Olympic slam for a near fall. Angle used an Olympic slam off the top rope, and there was a big pop when Styles kicked out. Angle went for the angle lock and then turned it into a heel hook. You know, as I read these Meltzer notes, because I'm trying to watch and see what happens here, I'm thinking, man, he if anybody ever needed AI to talk or something to talk into a phone for all the notes this guy writes on wrestling, <laughs> it's a Dave Meltzer. Holy shit. No shit. Angle then angle then slightly past gas in the referee's face. And then <laughs> and what in the world? He don't miss a trick. Angle went for the angle lock and then turned it into a heel hook. Okay. Styles couldn't make the ropes and he teased tapping. Flair then got up and pulled referee Earl Hebner out of the ring. Poor Earl. Styles then started <laughs> tapping out, but there was no ref in the ring. I think we're about to see this spot. It looks there like Hebner's halfway out of the ring here. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And uh, you've got him locked in. Where's Rick? Uh, he's a little late. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, Hebner, if he got any more out of the ring, he'd be falling out of the ring at this point. Look. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes <laughs> all right rick you hit your cue uh angle released the hold seeing the tap then realize what happened this is great it's happening live as we're reading this angle went after flair who ran away and then styles is going to clothesline you right here as you're chasing flair flair grabs the title belt and throws it to styles and told him to use it so here you go kurt you're jumping out of Chase the ring rick flair you're going to chase Ric Flair, who at this point, we thought. Oh, God. <laughs> and there you go. There's the clothesline. Flair grabs a title belt. He's going to throw it to Styles, and he's going to say, use it, buddy. Here he goes. This is classic Flair. Styles then nailed Angle with a belt shot. The heel turn has happened. Flair had to come back and throw Hebner into the ring to count the pin. The finish seemed to work since they didn't do many gimmick finishes underneath. Wow. He gave it four stars. Oh, I'll let's take go that. to well, let's listen to the ending here. Oh my god, I can't believe this! AJ with the, the, the title belt, Smith. Flair, go get Hebner, buddy. The knockout blow, Flair takes Hebner, rolls the referee in. Hebner gonna count one. What'd you say? I was expecting a kick out. Yeah, me too. Especially as slow as that count was. <laughs> there it is. He retains, man. Wow. Well, with the direction from the dirtiest player in the game, AJ Styles just did what I saw him yeah. do. Well, you can talk about being influenced. All right, we'll let that go. What did you think about Flair and AJ being paired together? I actually liked them. 
Um, you know, AJ wasn't bad on the microphone. He he was actually pretty good, but having Ric Flair with him just opened up a bunch of different avenues. I mean, you know, they were so entertaining together and uh, knowing Rick was going to manage AJ was really cool. Trash talk in the dictionary. Ric Flair's picture has got to be pretty. Right <laughs> yes, <by>. it is. <laughs> Would you, uh, did anyone want to boo Flair? You think in the impact zone, or was there such a reverence for him? They couldn't bring themselves to it. You know what? Nobody boos Ric Flair. I mean, they used to boom a long time. His ex-wives do. Huh? Yeah. His ex-wives yeah. boo him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, Ric Flair, he's a beloved uh, heel. He's a beloved heel. People love him. They love to hate him. They love to love him. Ric Flair is just, he, he crosses, he's the only one that crosses that line where he could be a heel all the time and the fans will still cheer him. Talk about working with AJ Styles in this match. Uh, it, it's supposed to be the biggest pay-per-view platform. You got Hulk's debut in TNA. I mean, how much did you enjoy being able to work with AJ here? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I thought we were working together too much. Um, you know, I I do believe that we, we had a program earlier in the year, and it was with AJ Styles too, so... Um, you're going to see a lot of the same moves. And, and, you know, when you wrestle somebody for a certain period of time, for two or three months, those moves that you do, you start accumulating, adding them on and on. And, and, and then eventually you have, you don't have time to do any more. So you continue to do the same moves, but if you wait two years, your style is going to change and you're going to come up with different moves. But AJ and I just went straight through that whole year where we were wrestling each other all the time. And I, I just think it was too much. Yeah, you want it's it's one of those matches you fans can't wait to see. But if you give it to them constantly, then they're seeing on. it all the time. Yeah, too yeah, much, it's not a big deal, right? Uh, let's get to some fan questions, Kurt. As we start to wrap this one up, Keegan, our buddy, he has uh, some questions, and uh, just again excited to see what he's doing with his career. He said, Kurt, although you've had countless classics with AJ over the years, and you were just talking about them, they are countless. The amount of times you wrestled them, <laughs> does this match particularly stand out from all the different matches that you've had with him? So, does this one stand out in your mind, or is there other ones that stand out a little bit more? You think? You know what? That, that's tough because. There are reasons why I like that match better, probably because AJ and I worked together so much and our chemistry was even better at this point in time. Yeah. But um, uh, I just think that uh, AJ and I, it didn't matter when we worked. I mean, every time I wrestled him, it was special. And uh, I, I would honestly say that um, my favorite match with AJ could have been my first match with him or my last match. It didn't really right. matter. Take one. Yeah. He said, uh, what other, and this is a fun one. What other match stipulation do you wish you could have wrestled AJ with? I'm thinking maybe a 60 minute Ironman match would have been <laughs> cool to see. You're thinking correctly. That's definitely what the match that I would have one to have with AJ. Um, I've had every other match with him, uh, ladders matches, uh, last man standing matches, uh, you name it. I've had a cage matches, but never a 60 minute Ironman. I would love to do that with AJ. Well, now it's too late, but I would have loved to have done it with AJ. Yeah, that'd have been fun to see. Jason Bayless has a fun question. He said, would Kurt agree that the wrong guy turned heel here? <laughs> I know AJ <laughs> has said that Eric and Hulk weren't familiar with the talent when they came in, and that's why he was put with Ric Flair. So how about you being the one that should have turned heel? Well, I was heel like from the day I started there, uh, you know, three straight years. This might this this turn is babyface right here was my first baby face turn your first so baby face I, I don't run. Think they, yeah. when i wrestled aj just at this last paper yeah. match i don't think um i think that aj is the one that needed a change needed a fresh he should turn heel uh and uh, don't, don't trust me eric bischoff and hulk hogan knew exactly who aj styles was okay they studied the show they know they know how talented he was or he wouldn't have beat me three times in a row I mean, so he, they did know who he was and they knew who, you know, that he could be a heel. He was a heel in the past. So, uh, this, this was the right move. I, I believe for AJ to have Ric Flair manage him. So when AJ says Eric and Hulk weren't familiar with the talent, he may be talking about other guys in the locker room, but they were familiar <laughs> with who he was. They're, yeah. Put it this way. Who won the match? <laughs> AJ, right? So they they yeah. must have said, "Hey, this kid's special. We need to make him champion." 
That's a good point. Bryant Haremza is up next. He said, you face AJ two weeks before the show. Do you think it hurts the pay-per-view match when you give the match away for free so close to the pay-per-view? I think that's what I was talking about the last 20 minutes. Is, yeah, it's uh, a good point. JJ and I worked way too much. And, and yeah, it took away from the pay-per-view, definitely. Because, like I said, you're seeing a lot of same maneuvers. And, uh, you know, it just we had, uh, we had a lot of the same spots, too. But um, we tried to make it each match a little different. But, you know, there's only so many matches you can have with somebody before you, you know, you run out of stuff to do. Nick Lenz asked the question that you already answered on the show. And that was, how did you feel about the switch from six sides to four sides? I got to ask you, with TNA being rebranded and coming back, how would you feel about them going back to six sides? Oh, I think it's a great idea. You um, think? It's you know what? I'll tell you this. The six-sided ring is a lot faster. You guys are coming off the ropes quicker because it's a smaller ring. And I think that's why TNA, it's really action-packed because there's not a lot of uh, dead time, okay? When you're in there, you bounce off the ropes. One step, one and a half steps, you're, 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 you're going to step into the opponent that's going to end up throwing you. So, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's really uh, you know, uh, the ring is a lot smaller in the six yeah. sides than it is four sides. Guys, I want to just say 2024 pay-per-view for TNA, hard to kill. Their first pay-per-view coming back under the TNA brand. It's going to be January the 13th. So as this show drops uh, this Sunday, the 7th, it's the following Saturday. So take advantage of it. Support TNA. Yes. Be there for them, man. I think it's going to be big. I started to mention it earlier, but the main event, uh, you know, one of the matches that's been announced is Alex Hammerstone against uh, our buddy Ed, that we had on the show, Josh Alexander. And, and man, I cannot wait to see that match. That's going to be an awesome match, definitely. Those two yep, you're going at it. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see those two. Alex Shelley, the champion. I just pulled up the card here against Moose Trinity versus Jordan Grace. And the list goes on and on. So I uh, just want to put that that card over. Rich Swan, Steve Macklin, it's loaded. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's going to wrestle in the uh, card. Dreamer's back. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so check them out and uh, do everything that you can to support them and their rebranding, or should I say, coming back into the TNA brand. Uh, Kurt, listen, next week, we got a big surprise guest, pal. We don't want to say too much more about it. But you're, you're giving me the look, you're giving me the meme machine look. So, uh, listen, check it out next week. Big guests we're having on the show. We're kicking 2024 off, right? Before we wrap up this week's show, and I am going to ask you about your vacation. So just start thinking about that. Cause we haven't shared anything about that football. You are now 20 and 14. My friend week 16, you went one and one. You picked the Steelers over the Bengals. Ding, ding, ding. You got that one right. Okay. But then you picked the Chiefs over the Raiders. Raiders won, pal. So one and one that week. Then we move on to week 17. You had the Eagles over the Cardinals. Listen, you have been failed by the Eagles again <laughs> this year. Derek's, Derek's well, about well, Eagles. Win or lose, right? Yeah. <laughs> they and, and and so the Cardinals win that game, so you lose on that one. But the Steelers salvage the week. You picked them again against Seattle with your upset, and they win. So overall, for those two weeks, two for two. Again, you're 20 and 14 going into the final week of the year, week 18. Who is your angle lock and who is your angle upset? My angle lock, I'm gonna pick the Eagles over the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you for that. After we just cracked, I keep, hey, I gotta keep. Hey, you're you're not you're gonna you're gonna be surprised at my other pick too. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you won't. No, I won't. What's I'm, your I'm upset? Old faithful, the Steelers. They're <laughs> they're gonna go over the Ravens. The Ravens are only having their best season in history, but I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now, the Steelers are gonna beat them. If they don't, that's a problem because their uh, Steelers are, I mean, the uh, Ravens are starting Huntley, their backup, because they've clinched everything. Yeah. They've clinched it all, number one. Oh, easily, yeah. They got that that uh, league, their conference. Their, yeah, their it's, all, it's all AFC. They've got it locked up. They're the number one seed. They're resting Lamar Jackson, who will most likely be the MVP of the league this year. As hard he as that is. It. I mean, 
yeah, as hard as that is for me to say as a Steeler fan, Mason Rudolph will be carrying going in there. Who's been playing good football, but this might be too 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 late, too little, too late here for the Steelers. We'll see how it all now, unfolds. Didn't Kenny Pickett say he did he wouldn't be backup quarterback? That was a Mark Madden stirring the pot thing that came out. He's already come out and totally said, I don't know what the media is trying to do here. That is not what I said. I saw his interview. Did you? He said he's going to be the backup and he's supporting the Steelers. He's going to back up uh, Mason Rudolph and all that shit. So, you know what? At least he said it and uh, I believe him. Leave it to Mark Madden, the, the former wrestling commentator, <laughs> to stir, stir up, up some shit. Yep, yep. So there Mark you Madden, go. He's the man. There you go. All right. So you got the Eagles and the Steelers, both Pennsylvania teams. Good stuff. Kurt, before we get out of here this week, I got to ask, did you enjoy some time away with your family? And the other complaint that I'm seeing online is that, you've, that your gifts are still turned off when you post on Instagram, but they cannot, <laughs> they cannot post the meme machine underneath. Oh man. You know what? They were, they were, they were, um, it, it was, um, what do you call it? It was shutting my Instagram down. Oh, really? I do anything. I had to, I had to put it on block. You had so many notifications. You couldn't do anything else. <laughs> I, I honestly, Paul, uh, we, our, our, my Instagram shut down. I couldn't, I couldn't handle all those gifts. <laughs> Uh, and now you're selling a micro brawler on pro wrestling tees with a, like a little stuffed toy of you with the meme machine. I know. And you know what? Um, uh, I might as well release it now, but I'm going to sell uh 500 meme machine photos autographed by me stamped uh, one to 500. Only 500 will be signed. No others. It's a collector's edition. That is it. Not no more than 500 photos. Uh, I'm going to be selling it on my website. So, so KurtAnglebrand.com. Yeah, it should be coming up in the next week or two. Oh man, you know what? It's it's as great. I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I tell you what, I just got. I just saw we have a lot of folks that are buying the merch from the Kurt Angle Show store. So it's you know what? Um, I, I I did a deal with um, the micro brawler with Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. Okay, I sold a hundred yesterday. What is happening? This is, you talk about going viral and you at first, when it came out, we're like, well, I'm not sure how I feel about this, Paul. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell you how you should feel about this, Kurt. <laughs> oh my it's God. It's not bad, man. I'm actually pretty happy. There you go. I'm sure you are. Hey guys, real quick, as we wrap up this week's episode, Kurt and I having fun. If your business targets that 25 to 54 year old demographic, there's no better place than to advertise with us right here on the Kurt Angle Show. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for a long time, and it's because it works. We do have a super targeted audience. Listen, I don't know what else I need to tell you. Our YouTube channel continues to grow, and I can see us succeeding 100,000 by the end of the year subscribers and, and moving on. So get in on it. Go to advertise. Uh, with angle.com now advertise with angle and and be a part of kurt and i's show we are on a tremendous ride right now and we couldn't do it without our listeners youtubers i love you uh, <laughs> oh man alive it's just so so i made an error a couple weeks ago beyond the mat and i'm like oh yeah the brett hartman and somebody was like shaking my head bromwell get your head out of your ass he wasn't in that movie it was wrestling with shadow and i'm like dude this is all happening so quick when kurt and i are recording can somebody cut me some slack here okay <laughs> give you a break <laughs> right 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 but hey you guys keep us honest and i love it and i and that proves to you i'm looking and your feedback is important we want to keep you engaged so we appreciate it there's so much great feedback overall people are wishing us happy new year so we want to wish all of you a happy 2024 and Kurt and I are going to do everything we can to put a smile on your face and give you some of that wrestling knowledge. And if all the knowledge isn't hundred percent perfect, listen, we're trying our best. Okay. So we'll do our best, right? Kurt. Yes, we will. <laughs> Foxagimmicks.com. That's where you're going to find the meme machine. Go yeah, find that yeah, meme machine. The t-shirts, the, the hoodies, everything. Look at your hoodie, buddy. Got the Kurt Angle show. Hey, I got this fresh in the mail this week. I ordered it. Oh, no, you didn't. Well, I'm you actually, you it send it to you. I send it to your ass, and now you're nice and warm. You, you paid for it. Yeah. And now you're nice and warm doing the show, thanks to your nice buddy. Nice and toasty, yes. There you go. Hey, check us out on social media, at Real Kurt Angle on X, 
and at Paulie B. Well, also the show at the angle pod, uh, YouTube easy. Just go Kurt angle TV.com. Turn on those notifications, subscribe and like guys. It helps us so much. You have no idea, but we appreciate it. Kurt, I already saw you grab them. You're excited. You already want to put your hand down in the bag right now. Talk to us about those smart snacks, man. My favorite time of the show. <laughs> we got snack smart, crispy protein bites. They're high protein, low carbohydrate. Uh, there are four different flavors. They're all amazing. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. That's physicallyfit.com. Very high protein, low carbohydrate, very low sugar. I use these every day. I love them. They're in my diet and uh, it keeps me in great shape. Uh, there you go, Kurt. Not only that, what else helps keep you in great shape is all that protein that you're that you're uh, shoveling down your throat with Project One Nutrition. Oh, there you go. You got the canister. I like it. I got the can. It even has my picture on it right there. Yeah, I know. Hey, Kurt, just like the video on Instagram when your wife said, this isn't all about you, yeah. Kurt. <laughs> I, I can't help it, man. I know. I love you're, talking about myself. You're a robot. And my protein. This is my protein here. This is Project One Nutrition Protein. Kurt Angle's American Dream Protein. Go to projectonenutrition.com. It's the best tasting protein on the market. I guarantee it. Cookies and cream. You're going to love it. Yeah. And 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 why? Because Kurt Angle said so. Finally, KurtAnglebrand.com, guys. Check it out now. Not only are there cowboy hats, not only are there cameo videos you can get in milk cartons and pictures and all that, but the new picture is coming. Meme machine. You heard it here first. You can be one of 500 people, a limited quantity, to get the meme machine autographed by the guy you're looking at or listening to right now, Kurt Angle. Kurt, that's exciting, and they can find it all over at KurtAnglebrand.com. It'll be worth a million dollars in 10 years. <laughs> and, and Kurt, what else is over there at KurtAnglebrand.com? The whole ball of wax. That's right. You didn't forget <laughs> after two weeks of not recording. I'm so proud of you guys. That's going to wrap us up for this week's show. We had a lot of fun. We had guests. We went to TNA and talked about that in 2010. And then uh, a little fun here at the end. We do appreciate your support so much in the link under this YouTube video. You can vote for us for sports podcast, wrestling podcast of the year. It would mean a lot to us if you would click that link yes, and vote. Would. It closes on January the 28th, and then the announce, uh, winners are announced digitally on February the 1st. So go if you haven't done so already, please cast a vote for Kurt and I, and it would really do a lot to help our show and help the brand, and we appreciate it. Come back next week. Got a big guest. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on another episode of The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.